Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live from the Kill House. Solly here. I actually hadn't seen that intro video yet from all of our uh, highlights from the old course here. Solly here. Neil is here with me in the Kill House. Hello, Neil. Happy to be here. Solly, you're looking a lot better than you did this afternoon. I was a little tired this afternoon. We peaked a little bit early. Uh, DJ Pie is here calling in from uh, his new home in Milwaukee. Hello, DJ Pie. Hello, guys. Yeah, many people asking uh, if this is a bit similar to the Randy moving bit. Not a bit. I, I got some proof of life spotted cow just to prove that I am uh, in Wisconsin and uh, thrilled to be with you guys. In the creative studio. Look at that, in the, in that old school studio. wood in the background. Oh, my God. A lot we can do with that. A lot, uh, lot to be done. Want to give a shout out? We got a, our guest is actually a little early, and he's waiting in the in the waiting room here in the green room, and we're going to bring him in here shortly. I want you, guys, but before we do, I want you to try to guess who the guest would be. I, I like this. Let's people, get the comments popping. Get the comments popping to see who you can. I get, I'm guessing you will not get this right, but I want to give a shout out to, of course, our friends at Yeti for sponsoring this show. Tell us, give us an ice update here. Well, you know, we've got the, the tried and true studio cooler, uh, but it's a backup this week. Rory block parties, it's going to be a banger. So we had to bring in the big rig. Uh, we brought in the Rody 48 wheeled cooler. Uh, the wheels are are kind of crucial. Thing rolls like a carry-on suitcase. I even read the directions this week. I packed it up tight. Uh, we're doing double latches this week. Um, air is the enemy, all right, and we're fighting it off. So what do you think, Deej? Rory wins a major. Or this ice melts first. What do you think happens first? You know what? I, I've gone with. Uh, gosh, I, I'm going to stick with Rory. You know, I didn't. I know I didn't pick him this week. I know you. You uh, kind of said I wasn't invited to the block party, but I'm hoping maybe you'll after today you'll find it in your heart to to like save me a hot dog. We'll take it under consideration. Uh, head to Yeti.com and you can grab a new Roadie 48 today. Highly recommended. Solly, back to you. Why don't we go ahead and bring him right in, right from the top here. Uh, you may have heard him calling the action today on uh, on USA Network. Mr. Mike Tarico. welcome back to the show. It's been five years since you've been on, I believe, my friend. And I had to sit through a Yeti commercial? Oh, <laughs> you're early. No one's ever early, Mike. Nobody. We got How the tables have turned. Note. I did about commercials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're going to start now. It's going to be with you. Well, it's 940 here. So I know. It, it, it's the end of the night, but all good. good. Good to be with you guys. How you doing? Everybody all right? Listen, we did not budget for six-plus-hour rounds today. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 no kidding. Maybe we should have, but that was not quite in the budget they, they, today. They need a roundabout out there at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. <laughs> the intersection's not working anymore. They need to figure out a roundabout solution. Something. that that I'll tell you what. Usually it tightens up towards the back end of the day, but to get 555 for Tiger and that group, that late in the last quarter of the field that that's that's a long time and this is i think guys the worst the toughest late early in the majors because it's still late because it's a one tee start for everybody and then you turn back around i mean if you get off the golf course now it's 9 40 here like you're not you're not truly you know getting food and you know whatever you need to do after the round it's like 11 o'clock and you're starting at 9 30 or 10 tomorrow morning which means you're over here, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock, whatever. It's it's a tight turn. I think it's the toughest one. That's why I think late early here 
is the hardest of the four. Especially if you're Tiger trying to get, you know, rehab and, and all his warm-ups and everything. I mean, he's going to have to get yep. up at 3 in the morning. You know? No doubt. It's exactly right. A little surprise they gave Tiger this uh, this draw. Now, was it did the golf course really get that much more difficult as this day went yeah. along? Because it, 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 the wind kind of died down there on the back half of the back nine, and it seemed like the guys, if I'm looking at the waves, right, the afternoon group – on the front nine really struggled. That's where the big difference was. The back nine actually played easier for them, but there was the big gap there was that front nine. What did you see about the, uh, that led to that? So if, if you take the if you take the field, it's 52 games, right? 52 groups. So if you break them in quarters, which is what I like to do here, 13, 13, 13, 13. Uh, the first 13 was like 70.9. The second 13 scoring average was 71.9. I didn't do the final math on the third group, the 13. But they were higher. There's no doubt about it. And this last group is going to be higher. Uh, and we're pretty close to the third quarter of the wave. The wind picked up. I was out here. I, the first tee is just a short walk. I walked over, got coffee at 6.15 local time, went over to watch the first tee shots at 6.35 when Paul Laurie played. It, it was perfect. It was dead calm. And when they got done, it was still pretty calm. And they got done in four hours and 25 minutes. So you take the length of the round, the wind, it got heavy. The air got heavier as the day went on. So, yeah, it, it was tougher. And remember, all that wind with no rain is just taking a place that's really dry and it made it even drier. So I think trying to be precise, trying to figure out how far it was going to run out, where it was going to run out, uh, even on the chips, too. I, I, I thought everything around the green, guys weren't as dialed in as they should have been for three days of practice. And I think it's because things just started getting a little firmer and a little more dried out because there, there has been no rain. It is, other than a sprinkle yesterday, it has not rained since I got here on Sunday morning at 7 o'clock. So it's been pretty dry. Hmm. What In your mind, what's the, what's the biggest takeaway, biggest story of the day? Uh, I, I, I'd say not eight under, and not eight under by a good player either. Um, I don't want to say Tiger. Like I, part of me does because I, maybe I fooled myself into thinking that he could come out here and shoot seventy. I or, did too. Or something like that. I, I, like. I think because he was all in. Like he couldn't get away from the golf course. He he loved it. He loved being here. He was practicing. I watched him before that Champions Challenge on uh, Monday. He saved his practice putting for before that, and he was on the green for an hour. And every time a group would start, he'd stop and. He'd watch those guys swing, and uh, he was out practicing again uh, yesterday, a little bit longer than I think we thought it was going to be. So I think he thought he was going to play well, and I think I got convinced in that. Uh, and then that first hole was just like a total buzzkill right away, right? Of course it's a divot. Uh, of course it's Tiger. And if there's one guy who you thought was going to blow it back to where Rory did on one and take the burn out of play, it's Tiger because he, he knows where not to make the mistakes here. And that just started the spiral. So I wanted to say that a little bit. Maybe it's JT not playing as well as I thought he would. Uh, that would be probably one of the biggest ones. But the takeaway was what I started to say before, overarching early late. Early late is going to get the advantage here because I think it's supposed to rain a little bit tomorrow morning and be showery. The wind is going to turn around a little bit. I think the afternoon guys are going to have light winds and a different direction. Uh, I, so I think early late is going to win the deal, and that, that just happens at the opening. It usually – determines who wins or who doesn't win mike we talk so much about rory on this show all the time and he's <laughs> he's been well documented on you know 
how he's been at the majors the last five years. And I think kind of after that Sunday at Augusta, I think we've all kind of been of the contention, like something has clicked, something's been different uh, these last yeah. three majors. I know he talked about it a little bit today. I'm curious from your perspective, if if you're seeing anything different from him, if, if this feels different, sustainable, or if it kind of feels like the same continuation of the same story. Bunch of things, continuation of the same story. Great start again. That's three majors in a row, right? Like 65, 67, 66, whatever, whatever the numbers and the math are. Three terrific starts in a row. Uh, I think all the taking the lead in the anti-live conversation has helped him play better golf. And I think that tells you how good he is because most guys who get involved in some emotional issue not related to your actual athletic performance that has everybody talking about it, usually those guys don't play as well, perform as well. I think it's just made him more determined and focused to play better. Um, I, I, I could be very wrong on that. But I think he – look, when when we went to Portrush, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is the one Rory's got to win, right? This feels like all of that. It really does. Uh, I think he feels that too. But I bumped into him a couple of days ago after a practice – on the way to the golf course before practice round. I bumped into his parents, uh, the folks on his team, quote-unquote – and they all felt like he was in as great a place as he's been going into this. And then, you know, you watch him hit it 50 feet past the flag at one. You're like, well, oh, oh, what's going to happen here? And when he makes the putt, like, okay, he's going to win. That's it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Did, did you guys uh, send off full alerts? Oh, yeah. Oh, for whole, sure. Oh, yeah. To the whole NLU network? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a block party on Rory Ave <laughs> this weekend. I, I Mike, figured, if you want to fly I in, figured. you're welcome to come. <laughs> but but it just, I, look, it, sometimes it feels like it's a guy's week. And it's Thursday, and a lot can happen. We see Rory be right in position and have a bad day at these majors. But this one has had that feel for me for a couple of days. And uh, from that first hole, it's like, okay, maybe it is. I feel like in my head, in some order, Tiger or Spieth or Rory winning would be the most fun, the most entertaining, at least for us. And I've, I've, I talked before the week started, I talked myself out of a fairy tale. Like I just don't, I, hey, I don't think we're going to get a fairy tale this week. And I'm, you know, maybe my, I, I believe it may be three percent now that we will get a fairy tale. And if they, if we're going to get one, you know, the, uh, that first round had to happen from one of those guys, and Rory presented himself. We haven't hey, had a fairy tale in St. Andrews for, you know, no offense to Louis or, or Zach Johnson, but, right. you know, it's it's time. It's time. Tiger Tiger came here in 00 and 05 with a chance of making unique golf history career Grand Slam first time and then joining Jack is the second lap of the career Grand Slam in 05, and he did it both times. So you're, you're right about that with 10 and 15 without disrespecting those guys. But uh, I, I just think that watching Rory – handle all of this has given him an inner confidence not that he didn't have it but uh it's just taken him to maybe another level of confidence and you know becoming a member of the rna an honorary member of the rna you know at at home it may not mean a lot to everyone for a kid from northern ireland who's in the prime of his career to be handed that distinction with you know an open champ from scotland and paul laurie who won it 23 years ago and candidly around most of the world is remembered as the guy who won the Open that John Vandeveld lost. And to get at the same time as Laurie and Tiger, that's pretty cool, especially in the prime of your career. So I, I think I think he's in a different air and a different confidence than maybe he was uh, before. I, I don't know. That's not something I'll sit down and ask a guy because sometimes you don't get great answers. But I think if he wins at a reflective moment, he might give you uh, that honest answer. He's, he's more honest 
as an interview than maybe anybody in any sport that I come across. Uh, he's he's really unique like that. And I look, you, you don't root for people, but you like to see the good people do well. Um, and there's some karma to it. And I think Rory's a, a, a lot about that. Speak for You're yourself. Late. Speak for yourself. We yeah. root for people. No, I think he time. nailed it though, Mike. Like that's a big you reason can. why I root for him is because I feel like he's authentic and, and he does yeah. give you answers and, and he does kind of, and more recently he has planted this flag and told you exactly how he feels, which then, you know, makes me want to root for him. And Neil, he's got a uh, late tea time tomorrow too. He might have time for a little plate of, uh, you know, mince pie or something. There we go. There we go. What, what did you guys think of the way tiger I I said on, on uh, golf central on Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, like tiger has been the face of the PGA tour since he did hello world in Milwaukee in 96. Uh, I thought tiger in his press conference on Tuesday with how he said it, he, he went after Greg Norman directly when asked, but for the other parts of it, he didn't go after the live tour players. He went after the concept and gave you a good chapter and verse as to why he feels like it's not the right way to go. I, I thought it was the first time in any issue like this, the tiger, the face of the tour for a quarter century was also the voice of the players who are pro PG, PGA tour. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was a, a, a big for me takeaway from this week that tiger joined rory and jt and some of the other guys who were like no we we need to speak up and speak up now which i think is interesting too because it's you know we've talked about this in the past as well but tiger's in such a weird position in that regard because he he doesn't have a lot to gain from putting his neck out and really saying much he could i think just as easily no comment all this stuff and nobody would really think less of him or, or bat an eye whereas you know rory is kind of in the in the prime of his career right. and i think he's got a lot more to protect so i think that was kind of our our thing was like man it, it's the tour's in a very weird spot if tiger doesn't stand up and and say something because his voice just carries so much weight so it was cool to cool to see him do that this week well and, and sometimes and- in situations like that i'm sorry sometimes in situations like that guys will use their voice but behind the scenes and i think the fact that it was calculated at this time at this place you know, at the home of golf, uh, I, I think made it resonate as much as it possibly could have since he wasn't there at the U.S. Open. And this thing has really gone from, you know, a two alarm to a three alarm situation on both sides of the story in the last uh, 30 days. And for me, I was 14 years old when 2000 happened and I was highly <laughs> impressionable, like extremely impressionable at that age. And right. Tiger's ferocious competitiveness is like a big reason why I'm sitting here right now. Why a lot of us that work in golf, are, like do work in golf because we were influenced by that guy. And I'm just glad to have that sanity check this week of like him talking about wanting to compete and what drives him and what has always motivated him was like, yes, that's like what I was interested in. Like individually can i understand people making these career moves and sure like sure but like how does that absolutely how does that you know you know work for a fan base and then like you know are we gonna have like a lost generation of fans you know as a result of this whole thing but yeah that's it's interesting that you know i hate to start the show with live stuff as well but it is it happened this week it happened this week so it's a news story and and i'll tell you it's still being talked about yeah i know Um, yeah i thought the at the u.s open it was every single little three-person conversation was hey how you doing what do you think about live I, I think now it's hey how you doing what's going on what do you think of st andrews is it great to be here what are you hearing about live I, I i think it's it's out here and now that people have seen it twice seen it in the u.s and know that it's coming again in a few weeks with their next event and then chicago after that i i think there is a reality and now you see the players who are here who played in those first couple of live events 
really on the same stage and we're wondering, all right, what's going to happen? Will, will, will we see the players from the Live Tour, if they don't have exemptions into these majors, with any way to get in other than going to qualify? You know, are, are we going to see, you know, I, I'd have to go through the exemption, the guys who are exempt or not exempt. Are we going to see at Paul Casey, let's say? Or uh, Sergio. Or Sergio Westwood. Garcia. Or, yeah, right. there's, a, there's a million. It's crazy. Are we going to see them go through 36-hole qualifying for the U.S. Right. Open and the Open? and not have a way into the PGA and what's going to happen with the masters. Those are real conversations that are down the line. And like, I like you guys were alluding to, we should leave them for down the line and enjoy this week, this week, because we're not guaranteed weeks like this, depending on what happens over the next five or six months with the majors, the governing bodies, the world golf rankings and all that stuff. And not to, to put you in a weird spot, but it has to put you in a weird spot, right? When you're you're kind of trying to reflect what the biggest stories of the week are. And I mean, if that's on everybody's mind, it has to be a bit a bit strange for you guys in the booth and and kind of how you talk about it versus not talk about it. It's uh, I know it's kind of inside baseball, but it's it's interesting to me as a golf fan. No, it, it, it is interesting, too. And like, here's how I've kind of reconciled it just just for me personally. You know, and I'm just in the booth for three hours Thursday, three hours Friday and then hosting over the weekend. You know, when Dustin Johnson's over a putt, is it the putt? Is it the hole? Or is it Dustin Johnson, who's third amongst the 25 lift players in the field right now? I mean, does that, that doesn't, at the end of the day, that doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter who's the highest ranked player from, from live, the live golf series in the open. Like you're trying to win the Claret Jug. Can now, you, can you work so, in a, in a team leaderboard update this week for the four aces or teams? <laughs> can you do that? The niblicks. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Is he a counting score or not? I'm not sure. Hang on a minute. Let me let me find out the rest of the niblicks in the uh, in the shotgun start. I got a guy on five here who's got a putt that may give him the team lead. Stand by. You know, no, we're we're playing for the claret jug for goodness sakes. Uh, it's it it is it is something that pops into your mind. But it, for me, I've gone to the side of this is about the open. There's 150 years of this thing. I've been coming here for 25 years. The open's got a track record of centuries this thing has a track record of weeks i'll fall on the side of centuries for the moment and if somebody from the live golf series one of those players becomes a big part of the story i think it does become part of this the bigger picture in golf but it's only worth a minute or so it's for great conversation here on live from on golf central um, on golf channel it's for all the shoulder programming and all the stuff that talks about golf but it's not for the midst of the broadcast uh, to get into because the golf is what matters, especially here uh, to and, me. And I would say too, like I'm, I'm very anti-live as anyone that watches and listens to this show knows. But like these guys qualified for this tournament, and I, I, yes. I, 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 I honestly feel no ill will towards any of them that pop up on the screen. Like they, they deserve every right to be there. They're competing in this tournament, and I'm not necessarily rooting against any of them. Uh, maybe you know I like to laugh at Bryson every now and then, of course. But uh, yeah. you want to ask them, St. Andrews? Well, I, yeah, I was. I I was wondering, Mike, uh, I wasn't on the preview pod this week with these guys, but they were talking a lot about uh, distance in the game and how St. Andrews is going to hold up scoring-wise. What did you see today, and do you feel like the scores are going to be super low this week based on you know day one? All right, let's start with what we see today. I, I think and part of what we just said at the top, a five-hour, 55-minute round for three ball is a lot, even with double greens, and we've got to hold up. And part of that is – Guys are driving a whole – a lot of guys are driving a lot of greens. There's always that drivable couple of holes here because of the wind. If you've you know, got the wind at your back, 
but there were more holes than there have been. Uh, and that was the case in 2015, but I think it's magnified now in 2022. At least it felt like it while we were on the air today. Uh, so so that's that's one of the, the, the real reasons. And so there are two defenses, wind, which the RNA can't control, or hole locations. And on 13, there was one that was almost impossible to get yeah. to. <laughs> and there are places and spots that you can put the hole where it's going to be really hard to get to, which means it's going to be a lot of 50-foot putts that become significant in figuring out who wins a major. And we don't really you know what when people are doing their picks or however they want to do, whether it's betting odds, pick for pick a winner, you don't think about lag putting all the time, right? But that's really what it's going to come down to if this all stays stays the same. So that's a, a, in, a detailed answer, I think, to the question of, yeah, you're out of options distance-wise here to go back much farther. There aren't a ton of places to put new holes or new tees. You already get off a green and walk backwards about 25 yards to get to most of the tees here. They've lengthened it about as much as possible. So the defense is the wind, and if the wind isn't coming up, it's that. Now, the other part is the course is running so fast. It's as fast and firm as any of the 24 Opens that I've been a part of. That includes uh, Liverpool at 06, which was the fastest one that I've seen in person. Uh, so that's going to just magnify this distance deal. And where the distance thing at home changes the calculus is, okay, I'll whack it 340, 345, and I'll have a wedge, and I'll take my 56 or 60 degree, and I'll get it out of thick rough and be okay, and knock it to 10 feet or 12 feet. Here, because the wedges are not as easy to throw up in the air and land, you've got to judge how far they're going to run out on the greens. It changes it a little bit, so the distance part doesn't get super magnified around the greens with these short, short second shots if you miss the green, uh, but long putting can make it look, can make it look easy. I'm worried about the distance here, but in general, you put the holes in tough spots behind bunkers, guys have to play away from them and you're going to get the same score. And he, here's Gary player said something interesting during the champions challenge on Monday. He said, I, if somebody shoots 24, 25 under par and they're the best golfer, they win. There doesn't seem to be that obsession with par at this championship that there is at the U.S. Open. And really, you think about it, the U.S. Open is the only major we talk about that. Do you get uptight if it's 12 under at Augusta or 11 under? No, because you like the roars on Saturday and Sunday, especially, uh, when things bunch on Saturday and you get the usually Eagles on Sunday, although we didn't this year. Um, the PGA is always course dependent. The U.S. Open just has that feel of you know people being miserable and trying to make pars and a birdie is like a celebration. Here, I, I don't ever remember sitting in the booth going, man, it's 17, 18 under is going to win this. I, I don't have that care uh, as a golf fan. I, I, so when Gary Player said that, it resonated with me. Don't be obsessed with what the score under par is. Just go out and play the best for four days. And I, I think that'll that'll be the person who's identified here for sure. Uh, Mike, I know you've, you've been coming here a long time. I'm curious. And you guys, you know, on TV, you always have to kind of get in and out in 15 seconds and can't really uh, tell any kind of lengthy stories. But I'm curious, your, your favorite St. Andrews story, if you have one that, that pops to mind or something kind of illustrative of uh, going there for as long as you, as long as you have. Uh, my favorite is probably the mental image of turning around. Usually our back is to the golf course, right? The window behind us looks back at 
the old course, uh, the Swilkin Bridge, the RNA Clubhouse, depending on the year and where it is. But it was turning around in my chair in 2000 when Tiger crossed the Swilkin Bridge to look out. And I just do remember seeing people freaking everywhere, like every window, <laughs> every balcony. You're looking down the street. They're like 10 deep, uh, like everywhere you looked. They just wanted to see history. They wanted to see this guy who's the best player of his generation, who was ticketed to be the next great one and turned out to be that, win at the home of golf and complete the career Grand Slam, which had only happened four times before. Uh, that memory like will stick with me forever. I, I love that. And there, there are so many fun ones. This is such a great town. You don't have to get in a car to drive to the golf course. You walk, uh, you walk through town. I'm going to tell you guys, there are too many Americans here this week. There are so many Americans here. Like some guy was asking me last night as I'm walking back uh, after dinner, he was asking me about what I do. I think the Red Sox and Blue Jays can catch the Yankees. I'm like, dude, I don't care right now. Okay, <laughs> We're at the open. There are so many American golf fans, uh, whether it was the delay a year, 150th, uh, inability to travel for a couple of years. And people just make this a bucket list trip. And it has the most neighborhood comfortable feel of a significant sporting event that I've ever been to. And I just relish that. I love being here. It's our fifth time here. I sent a text on our group, a group chat to uh, all the people I worked with in our last one for ABC and ESPN 2015, uh, our producer, Mike McQuaid, but Scott Van Pelt, uh, Sean McDonough, Andy North, Dottie Pepper, Billy Kratzer, all of us were in the booth together uh, for that event. And um, I, I just, remember 2015 all being here and it was too windy to play the open and we just had like 10 hour delays and finished on monday and it was just a really memorable fun day and all those memories have come back this week too so i, I think for not just the players but the people who come here as fans media people like san andrews makes memories and uh there are a whole series of but nothing tops the tiger walking across the swilkin bridge and through the people in 2000 to complete the career grand slam which hasn't happened since well, on that note, what uh, what's your favorite restaurant? Where are you going for dinner tonight, Mike? Dinner's done, man. Ah, uh, good point. Yeah. Well, so so uh, what's your I, go to in up, St. Andrews? I I got up at six thirty five to watch Paul Laurie hit the first tee shot, and like as I got out there with my coffee, I go, well, like, do I think he's really going to miss the fairway? <laughs> what am I out here to see? You know, but it, but it was well, although Poulter almost did. Yes, Are we he did. Up for that? Did you see that? Oh yeah. yeah he he did. Did. Oh my gosh, that was and, and got booed a little bit. By the way, yeah. Which, which and he and Patrick Reed were the two guys who <clears throat> got booed uh, when they when they teed off on number one. Um, there's a bunch of good Italian places <clears throat> in town. It's a pretty short walk, uh, maybe five or six blocks. Uh, so any one of those places, I'm I'm not picky. I'm not like, oh, we need to go to this place that night. Uh, there, there's a bunch of good food here. This is not necessarily a food week. It is a golf week and get coffee, grab a pint, see everybody. The whole golf industry feels like it was here on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So it's just been like bumping into people and catching up on uh, conversations that are two, two and a half years delayed. So Neil's no, got no a, specific uh, dinner. Neil's got a hole in the wall. Uh, the done vegan, totally off the <laughs> off the beaten path. You wouldn't find it. No, I was wall. I was yeah, hoping yeah. that Mike was going to give yeah. me like a, a spot where he's got hole his picture the on the wall. <laughs> you know, there's like these Indian. You're like, not going to know it. Yeah, it's you under. Know, if you're not a local, you're not going to know it. It's like a speakeasy. Check it out. Yeah. Seriously. So, yeah. So, do you think if I had a place that was a great place 
I would share it here. No, that's no, that's a good point. Wise, wise. Go. I'm going to be on the lookout next time to see if I, I anything out there has got your picture on the wall. I, I love. Uh, like, there's an Indian place that had a bunch of guys on the wall. It's great stuff. There is. I I, uh, I am on the wall at the Dunvegan, but that's like saying that you were on an airplane. There are like a thousand people who have a picture they're, up. They're on the ceiling. The yeah. Yeah. I, I I got I got a good spot for whatever reason. Jack and Sheena, the owners there, have me in a good spot, and. Uh, I, it's funny, I, like, I'll have friends who come over for a golf trip, and they'll send me pictures, and I only know them because they'll walk in, they're like, hey, your picture's on the wall. I'm like, yeah, so are a thousand other people, yeah. <laughs> so don't worry about it. But it, it is a cool spot, and, and in all seriousness, if anybody watching really loves golf and you ever have the resources, even if it's not to play, it's worth coming here because uh, if, if you got that whole feel for the game and the DNA of the game is part of who you are, but you don't experience it anywhere else like here, not, not even close. Well, the FOMO is very real right now, but we'll let you get out of here, and uh, we really appreciate you sticking with us uh, past past the scheduled allotted time that we had you. So best of luck the rest of the week. Can't wait to watch, and uh, thanks for spending some time with us. It's okay. Extended coverage, we, we can be flexible. That's, that's what we do. So, uh, <laughs> Keep, keep keep it up. Don't don't beat me up too much this week, guys. Okay. Just, no, just give me a you favor. know, in very fun. very sincerely, whenever you're there, Mike, it feels like a bigger event. I agree. Sincerely, it's it's totally agree. Love having you there, and I know they're long days, so so keep it up. Can't wait to watch. No problem. And and you can trash me now as soon as I hang up. No I'm joking. Thanks, <laughs> thanks guys. That's good, the luck. good to talk to thanks, you. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, enjoy, Mike. We'll see you the rest of the week. Thank you. See y'all. Cheers. That was fantastic. Thank you to Mr. Tarico. No Laying Up is brought to you by our friends at Precision Pro Golf, the official rangefinder of NLU. Precision Pro has the only customizable rangefinder in golf. If you haven't seen it yet, you need to. The NX10 features interchangeable plates. It allows you to easily swap between your favorite designs and customize your rangefinder in seconds. You can choose from over 22 different designs, including our own No Laying Up and Strap designs, to make your NX10 unique to you. Precision Pro is constantly re releasing new skins, including limited edition ones, meaning you won't have any trouble finding a style you love for your NX10. It not only looks great, but the quality is unmatched. The upgraded internals and new LCD display make locking onto your target easier than ever. An external slope switch makes it tournament legal, and the improved magnetic cart mount means your rangefinder will not be falling off your cart. The NX10 has everything you need to improve your game and look good doing it. And as fellow golfers, Precision Pro has you covered. Industry-leading customer service, a 30% trade-in program, warranty for each product. You will not find a better team to join. Head to PrecisionProGolf.com to customize your NX10 now. Use the promo code NOLAYINGUP to get $20 off. Upgrade your game and show off your style on the course with the NX10. Swing with confidence. Hit more greens. Precision Pro Golf. Guys, Precision Pro, maybe sponsoring a uh, maybe sponsoring a trip that we're going Ooh, on. Oh, uh, and I was going to say, we got some, some, some good custom designs coming for that trip. I think... <laughs> Some 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 provocative stuff that TC and I put together. Uh, we are going to have another guest here later on, uh, but uh, we we do have a couple things we got to we got to get to. And I I was I was dying to chomping at the bit to get to talk about the how St Andrews played today. So one, give it a grade. What what's your reaction to with the golf that we watch on St Andrews today? I mean, can you beat the late afternoon light, early evening light? Just the way it looked, uh, it just makes you feel some things on TV. So uh, uh, shout out to feeling things. Um, I thought it was really interesting to see that no one on the leaderboard is from the, the late wave. And I actually got a lot out of what uh, Mike was saying about the the pin placements. And like, yeah, if they want to protect the score, there's places to put the pin. I think him calling out 13 was a perfect example of that. Um, but now I'm thinking like, man, I don't really want him to put the pins there. Like I would, I don't, I'm with him. Like I, I'm cool if it's 20 under and we get to see some, some, uh, some awesome golf shots instead of guys playing to 
40, 50 feet away. Here's what I thought the setup was fantastic today, and here's why. There was uh, challenging adjacent pins on most of the short holes. They were not easy. Look at where nine was tucked in that far left corner. Three was up on a ridge on the right side. Two was in a pretty tough spot. But you could do it. That was executable, right? And you get to 13, and that was just like, hey, this is like the hardest possible pin. We, and you, you can't get close to it. If you're going to make birdie, you're going to make a bomb from somewhere. But here's the test. Can you hit this weird fairway? Probably not. Can you hit it in the rough and then control your distance enough to be in the center of the green and then two putt from 100 feet? Can you do that? Like, that's the question being asked. And I love that mixed in with, like, all these par 3.75s they have everywhere. Like, the golf course is a lot of gas pedal. It really is. And that's – I like having some of these restrictor plates on. 13 was really good. 15 and 16, I didn't feel like guys were turning over there, like, ready to make birdie. It was, like, gut check time. 17 didn't even play – uh, that that hard compared to how it usually does i think it was just that stretch 13 15 16 played really challenging on top of like the holes that are supposed to play easy played pretty easy but they just were not gimme birdies i just really enjoyed watching guys play 9 14 12 all day long 18 it's still fun it's like super unique to just have a hole that's like dude like we're not it's like right here in front of you like go get your birdie and if you don't get one you're kind of losing a little bit so i thought it worked out great i thought it was fantastic I agree with everything you guys have said. I think uh, St. Andrews and I think maybe Lynx Golf in general has a bit of a, if you're watching it passively, it's very different than watching the Masters, right? Like I, I think when you watch the Masters and guys are making eagle putts and they're, you know, dropping wedges within a foot and they're doing all of those things, it's like very easy to watch kind of, you know, passively. And I, I think you can, if you're not up for the fight a little bit, I think you can, you can kind of like, fade into a little bit of a, a fugue state right but i think once you go that next layer down and you start thinking about like i, I heard i think it was on the shotgun start i heard andy and brendan talking about that tiger quote where he you know he was saying you basically need to control your flight in order to control your run out at st andrews when you really start thinking about that like as a ball hits the ground if can a guy hold a fairway or can they not hold a fairway when you really start getting to that kind of second level of appreciation for the golf shots it's there's no better place in the entire world to watch golf. And so I think I kind of faded in and out of that uh, throughout the day, you know, the early morning, sometimes it, you get, you go through little uh, rough patches, right? After Rory comes off the golf course, Tiger's playing shitty, you know, you, you, you tune in and out, but when you're locked in, it's, it's the most fun there is. But when, yeah, when you're not, when the question's not, Hey, hit it, hit this fairway between right. these bu like bunkers yeah. and it's going to stop right in its place. Like that gets really boring. But when it's like, Hey, he needs to hit this in the left rough, like to have a chance, like that's exactly where you should hit it. That's where it gets really fun. But I also I, really enjoyed watching, um, even though with these guys with wedge in their hand, they're, they're like flummoxed coming into 15 and 16, you know, trying to, it's almost like it always does the opposite of what they want. It either jumps, yeah. big jump forward, or when they want it to jump forward, it settles down in the in the gully or in the valley. So, um, I will. I think we can bring someone in. I don't know if he has much experience around uh, St. Andrews or if he got to watch much of the golf today or uh, if he's talked about St. Andrews much in the past. But we do have a guest that's on the line that I think may we may have to explain a couple things to him about the golf oh, course. But the, the prodigal uh, caddy has uh, returned. Mr. Shane Bacon, welcome uh, to the show. It's been a little while, buddy. How was your day? I Long know. day? D DJ, first of all, are you in like an RV? What is going on in the background? The no, I wish studio. you guys could see a spot. Someone said it looks like a boat turned upside down, like a capsized boat. <laughs> no, somebody said it looks like he's staying in the, the Aces uh, Airbnb. That, he, that DJ's probably in Scotland somewhere and someone's yeah, well, Maybe I am. Can you see out the window? Maybe I am in Scotland. I guess it's, it stays light out here really late. 
How are you boys? How are we doing? That was uh that was good sometimes and then uh we had the the tiger experience. My goodness, that putt on one was like just in the heart right away. It's hard. You me missed it. You're just kind of like, "Oh gosh, you know." I mean, eat it in the burn, it was a bad break whatever, but that putt on one when we missed it. I was uh I was not hopeful after the 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 double there. I I, was, I said this today possibly going to live up to the expectations that people like me put on today you know like the open 150th anniversary back at the old course tiger's back he's playing with max like what, what did we expect they were going to both go out and shoot 64 like it's <laughs> That's, uh, you know, fool me once. My big, my big takeaway, two big takeaways from the group that I followed, because I, I followed the the feature group today with Tiger and Max and Fitzpatrick, was one, with Tiger's just speed. He putted like a guy that hadn't played a lot of tournament golf. That's what it felt like to me. And the speed was really, really bad. He left everything short all day. Even the save putts were short. And then for Max, like Max might shoot seven under tomorrow. He hit it so freaking good today and made absolutely nothing. So, 73, the birdie at the last, and the bogey save at 17 was huge. I think Max goes out there and fires something dirty tomorrow. And then for Tiger, you know, like Solly, I'll, I'll throw this your way. When you don't play tournament golf a lot, tournament golf feels weirder. And we all think Tiger just is immune to that feeling. And he's not immune to that feeling. Like, tournament golf is going to feel different even for Tiger Woods at 46 years old. And the guy's played, what, six competitive rounds in a year and a half, basically. So... It just felt like it felt like a guy. It felt like you and I playing a tournament, and we hadn't played a tournament in seven months. The, this makes way more sense than him making the first two cuts, right? Like this, this yeah, is like yes. what the, it, it, it throw the others out. Like that was what gave me a little bit of hope. Was like, well, this dude defies the odds at all times. But yeah, of course, it was like, how are you ever going to get sharp in time for major championships? That was the question going in. So that's what made the Masters especially so stunning, and even making the cut at Southern Hills, which shouldn't make any sense. So. It was kind of like, all right, you turn over to this golf course, this level of firmness. You don't need to, you know, carry the ball 295 and, and cut it around corners and draw it around corners and do whatever. You can be creative. You can. It did make a lot of sense, but at the same time, like, this is a feel test. Like, almost, is this not a mid-iron test? How many mid-irons do these guys hit today? I, Tiger's an incredible, incredible iron player, and he doesn't get to use a lot of that. And it's really just like a lag putting and chipping test that is such, and that feel is different under tournament conditions, even for the best to ever do it, than it is out playing with your buddies and going around a bunch of times with JT before you go out. So, yeah, you, you said the thing. It's interesting you said the thing. I was talking to, uh, I think it was Rich and Noda. We were in the truck like before I got going. We were talking about St. Andrews in particular, and DJ. What is the thing everybody always says about great tournaments? Like you get every club dirty. You know, I got every club dirty today. That's a great golf course. I was thinking how many clubs get dirty in these guys' bags around when the winds aren't up. And a bit of a three club challenge out there. Today. <laughs> yes. It kind of feels yes. like it a bit. And I mean, you know, this is my favorite golf course in the world. But I was thinking how many times are these guys pulling six iron out? Or seven iron out. Would have been a good uh, a good hypothetical as if anybody would have shot a lower score with three clubs. Yeah. I mean, it's like, how well can you control your, like Seth, your wedge? Seth Straka, if you only had three clubs, like, you better have done you, better than 81. you broke 81, is yeah. that going to be better? But, like, are we going to get to a point at some point where Bryson or somebody's got a driver in 13 wedges or 12 wedges or something where, you know, I mean, it really is, it's, it's all around the green, solid to your point. It's all pitching around the greens, and it's converting those putts, and it's the greens – don't allow people to start putts on the line and they go in. And that's what you see on the PGA Tour and you see in most major championships. If you get the ball in line, it's going to go in. That's not the case at Opens. Definitely not the case at St. Andrews. It 
But it, it's so weird, too, because there are definitely some things about St. Andrews that are, like, the opposite of what I would – like, I would describe it like, uh, you know, like, like like you said, if you're not using a lot of clubs in your bag, that's probably not a very good golf course, right? Or, you know, there's not that much discrepancy between birdie and bogey. Like, the, the lines between birdie and bogey are really close. Not really that much of a case at St. Andrews. I mean, yes, they are with balls bouncing in bunkers and stuff, but, like, it, it's pretty much like birdie or par for a lot of the holes, right? Yep, yeah, it just works, man. It just works, and – it is such a – it's still a test of your long game, meaning that, like, can you hit your driver in the right spots is a lot of the question. And I like that as opposed to can you hit your driver as far as possible. Like, anyone that wanted to get to 12 today could get there, right? But you got to fit it between the gorse and this bunker. Like, that's your task. you got to control your distance. You can't just hit it as hard as you want because it's going to roll 140 yards over the green, as TC said in the preview podcast. <laughs> you went 80 yards over the green when we played number 12, if I remember right, Bacon. But <laughs> it, 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 it still just works for me, man. It, it's It's – I just love watching these dudes try to figure this out, and it's going to be a different task and test tomorrow because they're going to move the pins, and the wind's going to be different. It's just the whole thing will be on display all over again. Hey, let me, hey, let me ask you this. So as this place kind of, you know, you always like to see a major kind of ratchet up throughout the week, and, you know, everybody has kind of talked about, like, oh, by Saturday, Sunday, it's just going to be holding on. What's going to get tougher? Because it seemed like a ton of tough pins today. Are there that many different hole locations that they can tuck or is it going to get that much firmer? What, what do you, how do you think it'll change throughout the week? Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to get too much firmer. I don't think it can be, honestly. Right. I mean, That's it is what I was crazy thinking. how thuddy it is on Monday. Like Monday, Tuesday hearing, and I mean, people talk about thud noise a lot. I don't always think that you actually hear something. I mean, you would be walking by a fairway and hear a drive land, you know, on Monday. Like, you would literally hear the ball land on 18 fairway if there weren't a lot of people around. So I don't think it's going to be firmness. I think it's simply the whole location. Like, 13 today, you you just couldn't hit it close on 13. Like, you you physically could not hit it close. I mean, we had we had Fitz we had Fitzpatrick and Homa hit it up over all the bunkers, right? I mean, they hit it up on that hill that you never even take on unless you're, you know, Max Homa and Matt Fitzpatrick. And Fitzpatrick had no idea what to do. He was 40 <laughs> yards from the green. Like, he went through two different clubs over and over again, literally no clue. They were laughing. They were laughing to each other. Billy and Fitzpatrick are literally laughing to each other because they were trying to come up with some feasible way to get the ball at 50 feet. Yeah. And they still didn't do it. I mean, that's the defense. The defense's whole location is like, I've got the, this is like super journo. I've got the whole location sheet right here. And you're looking at numbers like six off, four off, six off, seven off. Like they're all tucked on the biggest screens in the world. So it's just about that. It's putting stuff by false fronts and around bunkers and basically taking five feet out of their hands. I mean, I think that's really the defense here is you take, you take stone wedges out of their hands and you make people make 20 footers. And that's why I said this in the preview too, was like what I didn't want was hard for the sake of hard, meaning like a good shot and a very average shot both ended same up spot. like same ish spot. Great and you're going to two putt no matter what, like on the easier holes, to be honest, but honestly, like really hard pins on like the harder holes is great. It's like, all right, we're, we're going to make this one hard, figure it out. And I actually, I was texting with JT afterwards and I was like, dude, I actually really love the pin on 13. I thought that was really cool. He's like, I totally agree, which kind of surprised me. I thought he'd been like, that's not even fair, but like, that's the test. Like, Hey, figure it out, man. Like that, just figure that part out. And I just think with this style of play, it, it really does work. Neil, I have a question for you. What's hit me. I'm ready. So you, you're watching this open, you're watching mm -hmm. the old course. You've heard all of the words and the talk about this golf course, not being able to hold up to today's standards. Do you think that this event would be better if you missed the fairway and it was just brutal rough? Like you, 
would have lost balls. You'd have to pitch out sideways. Do you think that would make an open around here better than the kind of wispy stuff you're seeing now that guys can still play out of? Absolutely not. Hell yeah. And I'll tell you why, especially coming down the back stretch, there is, you can't miss right, it's OB. So just, you know, that's not an option. But you can bail left. And there's Wait, also sorry, just to pause on that real quick because we might not get back to it. I loved uh, Bob McIntyre's quotes about that, just underscoring how different it is for righties and lefties. It, like that is something is sure. Shout out to bake, shout out to bacon. But that's something <laughs> that I like hadn't really considered before. It's just like wow, he has a totally different challenge this this weekend. And there's there's not that many lefties up there. Anyways, continue. So sorry. you can miss you can miss left, and I like it when it's penal, but you're gonna find your ball, and it's up to chance. So if you want to. Ensure that you have a good good lie. Um, you 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 know hit the hard shot now off the tee, but you can blow it over there and you can take your chances. And I think that that's uh, a really fun way to play. And I also like that there's no uh, stands. Sorry to the the spectators, the patrons, but the fact that there's no stands in the middle of the course means there's no TIO relief. There's no way that you're gonna get <laughs> only some... on twelve. Only on twelve. Yeah, yeah. because they were driving the green. But like, there's no sketchy. There's no sketchy drop or anything like that, so you're going to take your chances. And you saw it like what Cat did on 16. Uh, I mean, he hit it like over on the left side of I was at three fairway or two yeah. fairway, that was sweet. right? Like, and he was intending to do that. He was hunting the angles, and I was like, and then they showed the uh, you know the overhead view of where his ball Fitzpatrick and and Max were, and it was like, God, that's awesome that like he was trying to do that. He was hunting for it. And then he hit a horrible shot, but. Um, so no, I, I, not for this tournament, I think for the U S open, I think that's a different golf tournament, a different test, but I like, this is the kind of golf I like to watch and the kind of golf I like to play. Here's what I I would say. That note too. I think on that note too, I mean, just to underscore some of what we've already talked about is like, when you're talking about the golf course being that firm, the greens being that firm, like that little bit of variable, right? If Are you going to stay in the fairway? Are you going to catch the wispy stuff? Are you going to be able to spin it? Are you not going to be able to spin it? Is it going to jump? Is it going to not jump? Is the wind going to hit it? Is it not? I mean, that's the whole test, right? And so that all comes from from that setup too. Here's what really worked. A good test is when the guys I'm rooting for and watching them, when their ball rolled into the rough, my reaction was like, ah, damn it. Like, yes. cause that, that means it has an effect, right? It, it, the golf tournaments where it doesn't really matter where the ball ends up, I think can get really, really boring. And then it was like, uh, anyone that played left or bailed left on any of those holes coming down the stretch on that back nine, I was like, ah, Dude, if you hit the, literally if you hit it on the green, this is a excellent, excellent shot. And even if you have wedge in this, you might not get this on the green. And that's, I mean, that's just genius course design, to be honest. It's like a half, like a half penalty. Like I remember, like some course we played, like on Taurus Sauce, Diamond Springs was this way up in Grand Rapids, where you're gonna find it over there, but it's 50-50 if you're gonna have a lie or if you you got to punch out or if you can go for the green. Same thing like Piner's number two. Like you're gonna find it in the waste area. But it's probably, it's truly a 50-50 if it's going to be good or bad. So the more you push your luck and you bail out, the you know the better chance that you're going to get screwed at some point. Uh, the old course was designed after Diamond Springs, actually. So well, no, I'm saying that I, my point there was I do like that <laughs> no, no, kind of I, I wish more courses were like that is where I'm going with that. Bacon, before you got on, we got, uh, actually, we haven't done the full get Rory hyped thing yet that, uh, like we will close. Are, we get it uh, still been in the bullpen warming you, up okay yeah where are you Kimbrel. Wait, yeah, where? <laughs> get me fired up 66 somebody responded to to your tweet i think solly and said 
he shot 80 and his scoring average is still in the 60s <laughs> in five rounds at the open. Like that is unbelievable that he's played this well outside of that second round in 10. His second worst round he's ever played at the old course in the open, he shot 69. Like he's never shot in the 70s in the open at the old course. <laughs> nice. Uh, you, you know what? Th this is I, – I almost sent a message to uh, a text chat we're all in. I almost sent a message a couple months ago and said, I'm never taking Rory again. And then I took Rory here this week, of course. <laughs> Hell yeah. Everybody does. Um, I know, Solly, I know you're in the same boat all the time. But it just felt like he's played really well this year in the majors. I know he plays well in a lot of majors, but he's felt like he's played better in the majors. And by that, I mean it's not as much – I mean, I know he did at the Masters, but it felt like he might have a chance to win. It hasn't felt as much – Late in the week, he's played well. I feel like he's played well early in the week as well. And I don't know. I just, this is a guy that, like, athletes don't care about history. You know, I think we think athletes care about history. And there are certain athletes that do. I think Rory really cares about it and knows about it. And I know he was fired up. And I think going out there and shooting this round, I mean, I can only imagine what he's feeling right now. He's got to be so jazzed and, and amped up for this. I can only imagine what it's going to feel like going out tomorrow. But, I'm like on it. I'm sitting next to you, Solly. I'm letting you drive the train. No, no, like Solly's putting, he's I'm, he got dis oh, invited to the block ways. party. He's out. Yeah. Listen, I, I want to make my stance clear. That's Solly's bullshit. Around on Twitter today, he was back. Oh yeah, god, he, he always no, shows up he late. Does. He doesn't we bring anything do to the guy. party. He just shows up and drinks our beer. Listen, doesn't last the cooler. It's bullshit. I said when he wins the major like i'm i'm not going to predict it i'm going to miss it i'm done predicting when it's going to come okay i'm, <laughs> I'm not, not going to put any skin in the game no of course not bacon i'm on that train with you brother okay <laughs> i'm i'm de i'm declared i put 8 years worth of but so much epidermis in the game already okay i don't have any more epidermis to 87% give 87% of Sully's tweets for the first like 7 years of nola and up were all rory that's, that's, that, that's fair he's we put the work the in guy off the train this point he's, we he's can make him sit in the back he could be by the drink truck you know but uh I'm, I'm, I feel like, again, it would have, for whatever reason, it kind of felt like a Rory week. I'm sure it'll break our hearts. It's really hard to win this stuff, but you know, I mean, he goes out there and does the thing on Thursday. Now we got to wait till Friday. Nobody stresses me out more watching golf than Rory McIlroy, which is so weird to say, cause he's so good. And I'm sure I'll be like stress watching for the next three days. But I think two, two things. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say. Back to what we were talking about with what this test is, right? It's about off the tee. It's really long game, right? Hitting really shots from really far away into the right spots and then feeling your way around it. And he was so freaking good around the greens today. Yes. Like, Chip chipped his titties off. Doesn't have his nipples are gone. They're out. Raw. <laughs> unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. Just bleeding out all over the place. Maybe a little unsustainable, but at the same time, like, Dude, like, who do I feel better about, like, putting from off the green tomorrow, like Rory or Tiger that we just watched? Like, there's a there's something to being really dialed with your speed and your feel and feeling like you can hit it hard and know when it's going to stop. And, like, if you can do those two things, like, what a, like, yeah, you might miss a couple five-footers here and there, but, like, you're, you're going to shoot, like, 68 doing that a lot around this golf course. Deej, what were you going to say? I think there's three things. I, I was going to say two things, but now three things. I'm adding one. One... I think look at who wins here. Like this is, we say this at every single major, but I think St. Andrews is the epitome and it ramps up to a million of just who is going to stay the most patient, right? Zach Johnson is a very patient golfer. Louis is, is a John very Daly. patient golfer. John Daly, things, things of that nature. No, Tiger, who is the, like the most patient golfer in the history of golf. And, and I think that's obviously been Rory's thing, right? He gets it going for a couple rounds and then has the blow up, makes a big, big mistake, you know, so hopefully he he stays patient is one. Two, 
something clearly has changed. And he talked about this after his round. We said this kind of, I know it's, it's low hanging fruit. It's easy to read into that Sunday round at Augusta, but I think everybody kind of said like that felt different. Feels like something has clicked. He talked about this a lot today where he was kind of like, Hey, I'm just not like all, I know all my golf stuff is in such a good spot that I'm not showing up at these majors, like hoping to find it. Right. And putting too much pressure on it. He's like, I I'm just like going out there and I'm taking more control of everything with Solly. I got a question for you on that front uh, after this, but I, I think it's just, so, you know, he's clearly finding it so much easier to to play like that. And he even had the quote today, not to read too much into it, but like that's three majors in a row where I felt like that, which is really nice considering how I felt in the past. It's like, yo, unpack that for me, man. Like, how the fuck have you been feeling? Like, that's that's the whole thing is you're putting so much pressure on this stuff. You're just searching. You're reading all these different books. You've got all these people in your ear. Like, that has to be incredibly difficult. And it it truly, I think that's what I was talking to Jamie Weir about it, too. I think that's like what has looked and felt different, even if we couldn't put our finger on it. It's like, man, this guy feels autonomous. Like, that feels like a different guy. And I know it's easy to say like, Oh, well, yeah, then he punted it away on Sunday. It's like, this, this is different. And I continue to say that I, I echo and then all that th three. I think the, the biggest test, he also said, this is like, tomorrow's the deal. Like I've been able to do it for one round and like, can I go do it back to back 36, like keep the foot on the gas pedal. And Tali, what I was going to ask you, I know we've talked about this offline, but the whole, like, uh, you know, I'm just, oh, I love being in, in my yardage book. I love kind of being in control of things. I feel like that's something we've heard in the past. Right. And, and I don't know if, if, if you had any context on that, but like, I feel like he's such a cyclical golfer and it, it feels like we've done this life cycle before. And maybe that's just kind of the way it needs to go. I was just going to say to your, to your point there also of, I think I've said this in the past too, where it's like, he shows up at majors and the word that always comes to mind is hopeful. I feel like, yeah. I hope it's there. Hope it's there. Hope it's there without like taking the bull by the horns and going and getting it. And But then he also was like, well, but you know, if it's not, it's, it's fine. It's I fine. got a great life. Yeah, but it's, it's at the same time, pressure on it. the same time he tricked me at Southern Hills because I said the same yeah. thing. It's like, oh, it feels like he's taking it. And so we, we don't know. I, I feel pretty good about that. But I would say, yeah, about five years ago when he when he put Harry on the bag, he's like, I, "This is good. It's putting me right back into you know, I'm I'm stepping off my own yardages now. I'm, I'm it's got me more engaged in the shot." And and I I think I asked him this on the pod too. I said, "It feels like before you go into Gust every year, you kind of change up how you do it. Like, oh, well, that didn't work this year, so we're doing this. Up oh, didn't work that way, so we're doing it this way." And uh, it does seem like he has the most control over everything right now. Yet at the same time. His life feels as about as hectic and busy and uh, just mayhem all over the place, all around him. So, dude, if he's able to channel everything else that's going on, all the shit that I know this seems like ridiculous, but to just like constantly have to talk about like dude, like dudes really like privately are super annoyed to continue to talk about. They know why they have to, but it's really wearing them out. Like I got super worn out before I went on vacation. Like I was like operating about two percent of just dealing with shit all day, every day about golf. And I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me also if after seventy two holes or after you know three more days that he's exhausted after all you know everything that's gone on the last several months. I think on that note, I thought Azinger said something that was like kind of just was a right cross to my to my face because it was weirdly zen 
uh, when he was talking about David Duvall. Did you guys hear him talking about that? And like, there's the famous Duvall story. He got to number one in the world and was kind of looking around in, in a little bit of a, uh, is this it kind of, kind of feel. And I think everybody knows that part of it. And Azinger put it a really, really good way where he's, he was basically like, if you don't accept that, or, or if you don't accept that challenge and you don't really just like come to terms and come to peace with the fact that you are the number one player in the world and lean into that identity, like, yeah, it's going to eat you alive. And I was like, man, I had I never really thought about it in that way. And I think the Rory stuff is kind of similar, right? Like, I, I'm with you, Solly, in that like everything seems so hectic for him right now. But at the same time, all of his quotes are like, no, like I feel super calm. And like, I, I wonder if he just is kind of finally leaning into like, I am the fucking dude. And I, I am going to be the face of this stuff. I'm going to say what I think. And my golf is in a great spot. And like, what, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? Kind of a feel almost is, is how I'm feeling about it. And he was that dude today. Like, just, yeah. like I, I, I don't want to downplay what he did today. Like, Rom didn't right. do that shit today. Scheffler didn't do that shit today. You know, just go ahead and I mean, name Scheffler them all. Almost, Scheffler almost a, did. A little bit, oh, yeah, but not close. 600, <laughs> he did a little bit of it. Yeah. I mean, he it, does it every time. I, I, have a Rory, I have a Rory thought on, because, Solly, I think you've been making this point a lot, and I think it's a great point about it's felt like it's been very hectic and stressful for Rory having to be in front of every microphone, answering every question about Liv being the voice in theory of the PGA Tour, right? And I wonder if for the first time in a long time in Rory's life, the golf course is the safe place. You know, because typically for Rory, his life was perfect, right? I mean, he had a great life. His family life's great even before he got married. You know, he's got a great, you know, we hear about how awesome everything is. He's a really smart guy. He's a normal guy. Everybody loves Rory McIlroy, right? And then he got to the golf course and he had to answer questions about his golf and he had to answer questions about majors and when's the last time you won a major and why have you not won at the Masters? The golf course sets up well for you, blah, 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 blah. And this, for the first time in 2022, he's having to answer all this shit all the time about everything else and he gets to go out on the golf course and not have to talk about any of it. So I wonder if there's almost been a flip in the peace in his life at times can be out on the golf course doing what he was so good at a few years ago. Hmm. I, I think that's very well said. Um, you guys all have said the same words that I wrote down, which is, to me, he looks comfortable, he looks confident, he looks calm. Shane, I think you just nailed it with that, of like golf might be a refuge now for him. I think, too, there's a bit of a, like he's declared that he cares, right? For years and years, it was like, ah, oh, man, like everything's great off the course. Like I don't, you know, I don't need golf. And now it's like, you know what? No, this matters. Like the PGA Tour matters to me. And so it's, sometimes when people have to like declare their intention, it almost clears clears out like, okay, now I'm going to go show you, you know, what I, what I think. Um, I also want to call out, he looked crispy today mm. in that great outfit. God, like such it. a classic. I wore my, my pale yellow. It, it, like no shout out to Nike. You know, they throw some bad shit up sometimes, but that was good. And I would <laughs> he, like to see a pattern shirt guy, at some I point. Outside yeah. Like Friday or Saturday, I'd like to get some weird pattern shirt in or maybe even Sunday. Cause we know that usually bodes well for Rory's chances, but I, I loved his fit today. So I, what if he had birds on his shoulder on a Nike shirt on Sunday? Like, would he? What if he had just the birds from uh from Congressional, just on the top of his shirt, different brand? You know, bring it all I, the way back. I, I'd love if they threw and, some and Easter the big eggs bell in bell there. Bell bottom pants too. Gained forty <laughs> yes. pounds before the final round. He, he goes and does a deal with Jumera just right before <laughs> before the round, night before. Throws throws the hat on. Nike gives him the okay. <laughs> just looking dumpy. I I will say. He got a bad bounce on five, hitting the the mark stone in the middle of the freaking fairway, which was sick, by the way. Uh, but we haven't had the ball. I mean, it's only you know we're twenty five percent of the way through the tournament. Haven't had that ball roll up against the lip yet, right? And and how you know 
when that happens, can he get away with a bogey and not make a triple? I think is like a huge looming question for the. But for he the showed me some stuff. You said he didn't get it done at Southern Hills or Brookline, and technically, no, he didn't. But he, but when those moments happened, he he kind of rose to the occasion in a way that he hasn't yeah. in the past eight years. So I feel like there's a little bit of precedent here of like. When the bad stuff happens, he doesn't get mopey. He's still got his, his bounce going, and he's, he's you know, come back from it. So I'm fucking amped this for this <laughs> the weekend. The leaderboard's awesome. By it way. is. It's heavy. It. It's it hitters only. Thursday leaderboard. Including my guy, Kitayama. Just, you know. He might he, be the best player in the world right now. Unbelievable. <laughs> that guy's charging. Which we should, I think, an hour in, we should probably mention Cameron Young at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we <laughs> well, we've had some. By the way, I'm following Cam Young tomorrow. It's Are you? Hell yeah. Coverage. Okay. I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll get 18, 18 holes of the guy from the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about it. If you missed it, he was asked a question by, a, I assume, somebody from the New York Post. Is just what, what's going on in my head of. Uh, you know, for coming from the streets of New York to being here, is that a pretty rid- ridiculous ride? He's like, yeah, I grew up at like Sleepy Hollow, man. Like, I- <laughs> it's wet Westchester, man. Yeah. Come on. I think that's hey, a- by the way, shout out to him for just yes. the correction because you could have just let it go and done whatever and got out of media. I, I really respect when people call themselves out impressors. So a couple, a couple Cam Young things. Uh, new caddy on the bag this week, which I think is very interesting from a pure, he's been, you know, playing his ass off this year so i i think that's the the double hand garth brooks you know gift and curse situation is sure maybe that's what's kind of kept him from getting over the hill and in, in some of these tournaments where he's knocked on the door but also may you know is he is he a little anxious is he is he looking for is he looking for answers but i uh, i think it's chad reynolds guy that's caddied for a very long time for a number of people so that's interesting especially at you know the old course where i feel like a caddy is is an extremely, extremely important uh, part of, of what you're doing. Bacon, thanks for all <laughs> Thank you do you. for the game. I appreciate that. I knew yeah, you yeah. were going to bring that my way. Thank you. Uh, so I think, I, I don't know. I thought that's interesting. And again, I, I don't know what you guys think as far as, you know, how he'll hang around, if he'll hang around, will he hang around, will he win? Uh, this is the second, presumably, you know, unless he lights himself on fire, this will be the second time he's made a cut in a major. Uh, does he go hang on wire to wire at the... What, what was the word Rory used? Uh, like figgly or, or something like that. Uh, it wasn't finicky. It was some other some other word like that to describe the old course. Does, anyways, does he hang on wire to wire at the weirdest uh, test in golf? I, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's, he's eight to one to win right now. Um, there's a long, 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 That's long. better than I thought it'd be, Solly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dude, he's really freaking good. He is not staying that. I know. I know. I agree. And listen, I I tweeted this out like a month ago. I was like, dude, look at Cameron Young's odds for next year's like PGA and Masters right now. You can get him like 80 to 1, 65 to 1. I'm like, we might be looking at a dude on like a Scheffler like rise. Like, might be. Obviously, that's hyperbolic. It might seem hyperbolic by now, but I could easily see him being like in the 20 to 1 category by the beginning of next year based on what he's done this year. He hasn't won, so he doesn't get that like artificial bump of. You know, that familiarity bump that comes from from betting or whatnot. And I was just kind of sleeping on him for this tournament. And who knows? He may very well, you know, do the the full. He may go full Rory tomorrow and go 64-80. Um, but it, 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 don't it, don't it, say that. This, this feels different than like, I don't know, whoever, Robert Dinwiddie, uh, who's five Jeez. under right now. If he shot 64, I'd be like, oh, this will be fun because he's going to shoot a million. That, by the way, that's two shots at Scotty Scheffler since I've joined the Strays. live show from Scotty. Two, two Scheffler shots. How is that a shot? 
said shot number one. He said he didn't play. He didn't do what Rory did. The guy goes out there and just calmly, coolly. What did he shoot? Four? Four. Yeah. But yeah, he didn't he shoot four. 66. He shoots four every round of every yeah. major. Yes. And you're like, maybe he'll go on a Scotty Scheffler-like run who's finished. What is he finished like in the top 14, like 19 straight majors or something? I've, I've got, Cameron Young might we, do that. That's call, not a shot at Scotty. No, That's a call, tribute. Uh, Shots left and right at number one in the world. I was disrespectful of to the Texans. Uh, first off, Deej, Roy called it fiddly. The, the course fiddly. I saw that. Since yeah, Sean yeah, Martin's that's, that's the word piece on PGATour.com. Second, what does that mean, DJ? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's why kind I of an onomatopoeia. It kind of sounds yeah. like what it is, I think. Yes, exactly. Uh, well and two, I was trying out a, I was testing out a, a workshopping a new nickname for, for Scheffler. We call Rom the buoy or the butcher, depending on the day. Many people call him the buoy, not just me. So. Uh, I was, I think that Scheffler's like the condor. He's like a long range bird, like a flight. Just, just, he's just gliding above it all. You're like, God, he's got to come down at some point. Right. He's like, no man, he's just riding the thermals. Just, you know, keeping it afloat everywhere he goes. He's just kind of he's just there. He's just circling, just hanging out up there. So and, and if if he has a big drop, it could be the Concord also. You wow. know, sure. Absolutely. Wow. Guy guy was doing stuff nobody had ever heard of. Shout it out to the Concord. Canceled. I wish it existed now that yeah. I live in the Northeast. It'd be like three and a half hours to if London. He, if he wins in the UK, he might need to be the, the Concord. I like that. I like see that's what it's a that's but a good workshop now, right I'll, there. I'll no, I'll I'll co-sign Condor for now. I like that. Okay. Would your clubs have made it on the Concord bacon? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Steph would have picked them up or not. I don't know if they would have if they would have done it. I, I played, I played. It. here's the you know what the worst part is? This is this is sad to admit. I played with Wilson regular Schaff Reynolds at North Barrick and played relatively solid. I played with hey, Reynolds. No free ads, man. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I played with a brand of golf clubs <laughs> that is not Callaway on uh, at North Barrick. Then I played with a set of regular Reynolds at Crail, and I made seven freaking birdies. With and then I had my clubs yesterday and played like an absolute dog. That so makes all what does that tell you? Makes what all the sense you? in the world. I know. It's the honeymoon phase. I, I actually want to try out uh, – I want to go back to Tiger for just a second because I, I have a, a feeling like it was – the expectations were way too high, which I've had – I've had so many times playing golf where everything was perfect on that first tee. I mean, is he had the mock neck on so good right now. with the with the sweater vest? I mean, he had the full look. He was like smiling, contentfully smiling on the first tee, like looking up and out at the tops. You, you could just see that even the cat was taking it all in. It was it was just it was too perfect. And then he goes out and hits it in a divot and it makes double on the first hole. It was like, man, I have felt that. So I think what we're, what's happening with this comeback with Tiger is. The Masters was like the honeymoon phase. Like, oh my God, I can't. He's gonna. He's just gonna come right back and and do crazy stuff like he always had. And I feel like this is the we've entered the phase of the relatable cat. Like that was the most I've ever related to Tiger in my entire life of watching him hit it out of that divot and being totally flummoxed by how it came up short and just and then missing a three footer down the hill to start with double bogey after he's been waiting months to play that round, to, to play that hole. And that's what happens. Like, dude, I have been there, brother. I got you. So I think it's the relate. It's the age of the relatable cat. It's it's five months into the marriage. You're yeah. back home. You're living together. Never lived together before. Your significant <laughs> other leaves the laundry in the, in the, in the wash for three days. You hadn't said anything about it for a couple of months. You finally got to bring it up. They never put the stuff in the dishwasher the right way. You're like, can we just do this right one time? Leaving dishes you know? in the sink. Hate that. You're like, golly. Remember with the Singapore, it was sick. And now we're, you know, now you can't even dry the fucking clothes. Come on. Shane, everything, well, everything okay at home, man? Everything. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm listen. That those are things I do. I was gonna say yeah, that sounded like me. I'm, that's no, but stuff. I think I'm there's the a laundry and dishwasher. Even guy, with like your like golf itself, like if you take a for me at least, you take like three to six months off of golf, or like it's, call it two months, and you come back and play, you hit the shit out of it. Yep. You're like, oh my god. And then you just like, man, I can't wait to get better. I'm gonna practice. I'm gonna I'm gonna grind. And then it, you just you just get worse. And I feel like that's what what's happened to the cat. Like he's been playing all week. He's been grinding, and then he just shows up. And I think I think we're being do it. We're being too hard on the cat. Like I said, the divot probably cost him five shots, and the draw cost him about eight. Like and, for sure. And, and otherwise, he's he's right there. Points, so Holly. like I, I I don't know why everyone's freaking out about it. I but. think what what's hard about that take, Neil. I totally agree with you. That what I would not want to see is the cat putting up the fence even higher and just be like, no, 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 no. Like I, I am going to figure this out and I'm still going to be competitive and blah, blah, blah. What I would love to see and what would make me so freaking happy would be the cat lower in the fences and, and just leaning into the relatability. Yes. Oh, you got to see that shot on one talk, man. What was I doing? Like that? <laughs> I we've know. We've never seen that guy. And I think that would be so fun. That would be such a fun way to like finish out the career. What, what if great. he started doing, what if he started posting on his own Twitter? Like what if he was like, man, yeah. do you see that round I played? <laughs> exactly. Off break. <laughs> out there in one fairway huh oh good too how about that rub of the green isn't that what they call it <laughs> all right bacon we're gonna get you out of you gotta make a all pick right, who's gonna win who's it gonna be i, I mean I, I said Rory. i know it's right I'll, I'll stick with Rory. It's five. so best of luck tomorrow thanks Steve for joining us man love you. Hey, Neil, i got to say i ordered that hat i love it it's like y'all's my favorite no laying up hat you guys have ever made. i love it thank yeah. you for the support see you boys love you y'all Bye. love see hats you. cheers bud uh, let's play a little cash app game, and we got a lot to talk about still here. But uh, Cody, if you if you'll if you'll take uh, take care of us here, cash app is of course the easiest way to send, spend, and save your money. You can send or request money from friends and family when they owe you money for dinner. Uh, you can invest in any stock or buy Bitcoin with just one dollar. Comes with a debit card. They laser print it, mail it to you. Comes with free discounts on places you love. Called Boost. You can use referral code No Lang Up. Gives you a free fifteen dollars. And also Cash App sets aside $10 for each sign-up that goes to youth on course. More people we get using code no laying up when registering. Not only are you getting a free $15, you're helping to support junior golf. So get signed up now or because we're going to be giving cash away the rest of the week. So we've done this uh, for the, each of the, uh, the uh, first few majors of the year. You got to put your cash tag in the comments. Got to be in there and uh, give us your summary of the, uh, of the day in three words. Uh, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep chatting as you do this, but please go nuts because Cody's ready to, to flash. Jeez, you got you got three words. Uh, I do. Very simple one. We've kind of discussed it, but I'm gonna say another Rory step. You I know, like that. He he keeps he's taking a couple half steps backwards, but he's mostly taking steps forward. Today was maybe you know other other uh, other than that one at Augusta on Sunday. I think this might have been the might have been the biggest one we've seen. It was just. You know, Saul, you touched on this a while ago, but I mean, it was just kind of a paint by numbers round for how you play the old course, right? It wasn't crazy flashy. It wasn't, you know, even even uh, some of the people who can I say what uh, I said? It's it, it, yeah. it was hyperbolic, but it looked yeah. like the Thursday round it of two thousand like unrelatable cat to the two, the Thursday round of two thousand Tiger. If you go back and watch that round, I I remember watching that round. That's what it looked like. It was just like he, all the things that were should have happened happened in that round. Sorry, continue. And it, it, no, it was just funny reading Morikawa's quotes after because he played with him on Sunday at Augusta and he played with him today. And he was like, oh, yeah, Sunday at Augusta. I mean, that was like perfect, like dream, flawless golf. And today was like, yeah, I guess I mean, I guess it was good. He just didn't really make any mistakes. And it was very like I, that's almost the, the big, you know, like the best compliment you can have. Right. Yeah. It's just no, he was just playing chess, just moving his piece from one shot to the next. And 
the question, as we've belabored at this point, is just can he do it two days in a row? My three words were uh, met the hype. It did. The old course did. It it stood up. It. You look at that scoring, man, again, with how many freaking holes are drivable and reachable fives to only have how many guys shot better than – only two guys – I'm sorry. Yeah, two guys shot better than five under. And only uh, four guys shot better than four under. And, you know, three under gets, gets you T13 right now. It's like That stood up pretty freaking well. For, I mean, the, and not that much wind. The majority of the field's over par. Yes. Like, right? that's I mean, incredible. It's, yeah. It's great. It's and that's a tribute to the firmness and the conditioning of this course. They've just done an unbelievable, unbelievable job with it. When they show highlights of 2015 throughout the rest of this week, just remember Ooh. it can and that's that's weather influenced, of course. But um, you know, it's it, it's a very, very different test than the last time we saw it in the open. I like this one. Which Cameron wins from hunting? That's Will. A good one. Yeah, because I would like to talk about the mangy dog. We haven't first. Let, let, let's talk about that. Which Cameron are you taking right now? Heads up, bet. Um, I think the mangy dog. Cam Smith. Smith, yeah, Smith. I kind of came off of him the last couple of months. He's not been playing great, but Scottish Open had a good finish, and it seems like, uh, I mean, yeah, you, that was not a got it. I mean, use my least favorite phrase. You couldn't fake it around out there today. Neil, did you see uh, what Cam was doing uh, for the rest of the afternoon? No, I know you're. I know you're already a Cam fan. I wrote this specifically in my notes because I knew how hyped it it was going to get you. He said, "quote He was going to go watch five or six episodes of Peaky Blinders." Oh God, that's so good. <laughs> I, I love it. it. I couldn't get in the new season. Uh, I haven't started it yet. Couldn't I got to wait till Carson goes out of town because that's that's one I'm going to watch. I honestly forgot about what happened. In the, um, in the all right, my three words: golf's Schrodinger's cat. I think that <laughs> the cat might be both simultaneously alive and dead, and I think he should consider not playing tomorrow so that we don't have to open up that box and find out which mm. one it is. Because right now, we don't know. Right? He's he could it, it could be both. Like I, I just don't really want to know the answer at this moment. I, I want everyone to be as prepared as possible because when Tiger crosses the Swilkin Bridge tomorrow, it might be very good chance, very good chance, I would say, that's the last time we see him compete at the Old Court. And that's why I don't want him to play tomorrow because that, that would be opening the box and knowing that it's over, Yeah, right? And so he is golf Schrodinger's cat. Like imagining him walking on this leg five years from now and being able to like actually compete, it, it, it seems – you know, more likely than not that tomorrow is his final round of competitive golf on the old course. Um, it seems possible. I, I, I'll i take respectfully the other side. I think that he'll, I think this is with a serious chance to win, tee it up. You know, I, I agree with that. But I, I think the place means, I don't know, maybe I'm just being syrupy, but I think the place means so much to him. It like has such a history that I, I could see him doing a like, okay, I'm, 50 i'm 60 like this is the last time and going out and truly just like letting his hair down you know and and kind of going out and and playing a, a very like ceremonial final time but maybe that's just me being romantic i don't know i, I don't want to i don't want tomorrow to be the last i also was be, saying to solly earlier just like, take it in that's all i'm saying it i might like be yeah, see, yeah. No, I, it could be it could be i'd like to see give him another uh, another year of like if if he wants to rehabbing actually really rehabbing his leg, like, can it get strengthened? Can we cycle some more blood? Can we do some things to strengthen that leg? Like, does that get better over time? Or is this, you know, is he going to have the, you know, the limp, right? Like, and does he want to? I guess that's the real question. Because, I mean, otherwise he looks like he's in really, you know, pretty good shape other than just yeah. the limp. Well, and that, that's kind of where I'm coming from is I, I don't think he's, 
it's ever going to get to a point where he's good enough that he's going to get over the hump that you and Bacon were talking about, right? Like he's never going to come in and say like, all right, I played the deer and the Scottish and now my speed is dialed and I'm ready to go for a major championship. Like that's not going to happen, but it, it seems conceivably like he'll be able to walk for a while and he'll be able to play 36 holes of a, a ceremonial kind of sure. send off, but we'll see. Mm. St. Andrews might be underwater too. You got to, you got to think about that. You do have to think about that. Um, a th- thought to go to Cam Smith for a second. I-, I think this is, I'm very interested to watch him play the next few days because it goes back to our conversation about him at, I think it was Southern Hills. He's so aggressive. Like, yeah, everyone's like, oh man, firm and fast. Sure. Like, this is great for Cam Smith. But also, like, he's so hard charging that, like, I can't imagine, like, him not getting caught on a lip you know, or in one of these pop bunkers, like he's just never going to let off the gas. And it's, that could be the reason that he doesn't win. I I really want him to win. I will be rooting for him if he's in the mix against anyone other than Rory, basically. I mean, I I would love to see it, but I will not be able to get a couple of things out of my head. The, the Memphis shot that he hit on 18, that clanked off the tree out of bounds, the punch out at the players that went into the water. Like there's two or three other ones too, that are just like, Whoa, man, what the hell? Yeah types of decisions in very crucial moments and which it seems like are we sweet. Spent it, which are sweet but it seems like we spent an hour talking about how like you have to make the right leg of the decision tree so many times at the old course that i'm a little worried that we're gonna have a bit of an implosion or just a, a very head scratchy decision from cam because we've kind of seen a lot of them so far but if i made my gut instinct on this is the old course does reward aggression, right? There are certain shots that are just like, dude, you have to take this bunker on no matter what. You all got to do it, right? So, you know, if he's not, you know, I feel like sometimes he gets himself in trouble trying to hit the, he being the only one trying to hit a specific shot. Like everyone on 12 has got to try to hit that shot straight through that shoot. And so in that regard, I don't, I feel like some of the decision-making is almost, you know, taken out of his hands in terms of, should I be aggressive here or not? Because it, it, it just, it, it, you know, it encourages you to be aggressive and it's so firm that the possibility of stopping some shots near some of these pins is zero. So he he's smart enough to know not to take that on, right? Like he gets aggressive when he can stop the ball on a dime near pins, and you can't do that out here. So he's not going to try to do that. If he does, he's an idiot, and I don't think he's an idiot. So I don't know. I feel like this kind of really sets up very like, well from him in that regard. Yeah, I don't know. I don't forget about Augusta too. In that that final day at Augusta, there was a lot of just bad mistakes. I, I don't know. Maybe he's learned from a lot of these moments, but I'm 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 not. So that was there. a really good counterpoint, though. If 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 everyone like the shot on twelve, I was thinking that specifically with uh, I think it was JT, and then Hovland was playing with him, I think, and and maybe Morikawa, and they both. They all three hit the same shot, and and one of them, you know, it was like a roll of the dice. Like, Hovland and Morikawa put it right in the bunker, yeah. And and Hovland got boned, and he had to take so an unplayable, and, you know, he, I think he ended up making five. But, like, it just seems like there's a lot of that waiting, and the more you tempt it, and a guy like Cam's going to tempt it a lot, you know, does the but luck. But my point is everyone's going to tempt it. But, you're, but that's yeah. a good counterpoint. Yeah. Like, everyone has to hit. Like, no one is not going to hit, you know, try to drive the green on 13 or on 12. So. Right. You know, but but if on thirteen he starts doing, you know, try to drive it up the hill and like you can get in all kinds of trouble there. Like, I feel like he might make that decision and be like, "Hell, what are you doing?" Dog? That's what'll be interesting if we get a few more pins that are like, "Here it is." If you want to come and get it, yes. but if you miss it, you're making bogey because like like I said, thirteen was not a 
a temptation at all. It was truly like those guys were f- like flustered because they're trying to figure out how the hell do I get this ball to stop on the green? I mean, but at all. Cam is a known, you know, no titty guy. Like he chips it so good, chips his titties off, no nipples. Like, you know, he's perennial no nipple man. So you're, you're playing Freebird too many times here, Neil. I had to get one more. You guys want to hear it again? Cody, what do you got for us? We're done. Enough names for the uh, Cash App game. game Sorry. Today. Come back Thank tomorrow, you, everybody. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be running it all weekend, but uh, I don't know what's up with you boys. A lot of nipple talk today. That's on <laughs> me. I'm sorry, you know, but some guys are chipping their titties off. I, I don't know what else to say. A couple things we got to uh, get to. Spieth, um, I, I, I get very different emotions watching Spieth over an eight-footer now versus Rory and, and, and in ways that I would not have predicted. Um, it's, it's, well, we kind of turned into a drinking so, game. Solly was going to fall asleep on the couch. Uh, and then he started playing the speed drinking game and here, here he is fired up for the uh, live show. I was like, uh, it'd be like a five foot putt. Like, will it hit the hole? I'll drink if he, if he hits the hole and most of them do not hit eh. the hole. It's kind of bad. Spieth um, is unfortunately, I'm feeling a little bit of, uh, the, the Rory camp that we just came out of is kind of how I feel about Spieth right now, which is, a, uh, which is unfortunate. I, you know like watching him as much or, or more than anybody else. But it's it's a little bit of like a, ah, just, he's not quite there yet. Wake me up like when when we're feeling like we're we're there. So I know, you know we don't have TC here tonight, so we'll, we'll be going down the leaderboard tomorrow night. But I, I have a question, like going down the leaderboard, everybody pick one guy, another a guy from from off the first page that you, you think is impressed by what you saw or you think is going to make some noise tomorrow slash this weekend. Uh, Go ahead. A lot of, that was a lot of things, but I was just going to say, uh, Tom Kim, Ju Young Kim, like a yeah. really impressive performance at the Scottish Open, and he hit the shit out of it today. He actually putted really poorly, and he shot three under. Uh, I'm super intrigued to see if this if he can keep it up. He's 20, 20, sure. 21 years 20. old. He's 20. number 39 in the world. He's 20 years old. Look, look and there's some manipulation noise in that number, oh, but like this guy's playing some golf, and uh, his his nickname is literally Tom because he's like built like Thomas the Train. That, which is one of the Hell yeah. great wrinkles I, I've ever heard of somebody's name. And uh, it seems like a, a fun guy to root for. Uh, I'm going to say that, you know, you, you can't, uh, going back to the Tariko stuff, it's hard to let the live stuff kind of hang over uh, any of the open stuff, but very hard to ignore the fact that Westwood, DJ, and Taylor Gooch are all T5 uh, playing very, very good golf. And especially as as Mike was kind of going through a lot of that, like, Everybody's going to hit it to 50 feet. It's basically a lag putting contest. I'm like, like, why did I not pick Dustin Johnson? Like that was kind of the most, yeah. everything becomes clear to me after the fact type of moment. Uh, the lag putting but, thing was one of the best takes I've yeah. wish I'd thought of. Which uh, how could you possibly see that? Yeah. Coming? Who, who knew these greens were so big? There's, <laughs> you know, I, there's just no way to predict that. I'm on the same page with a lot of our uh, people in the comments. Thigala. I, I was yeah. really impressed with a three under in the afternoon wave. I think he probably played one of the best rounds late in the day and just looked like he was hitting a very reliable cut off the tee, hit an unreal tee shot on 17 and just felt like he was, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I, I find myself rooting for that guy. So I'm excited to see, uh, you know, this is his first open. Um, so great start. I hope he can, can keep it rolling. Got to give a shout out to our guy, Barkley Brown from Stanford. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've, can't stop shouting out uh, Team Stanford over here. It's an unbelievable round from the amateur. 
And and I I just didn't see. I guess the the difference in the waves was one point four two shots like that. Yeah, it just didn't insane. look like it. Maybe there were honestly maybe there were just more shitty golfers in the afternoon wave, or maybe it just got just brought the average down, or got that much firm more firm. I don't know. It, it, that was kind of a I don't know, man. It, a shocker. It, the scores just looked crazy good this morning, and then it was just like man, everyone's struggling. You I know, like just, looking around the course, like Max Fitzpatrick, that whole group had just bad juju, and then Rom was was you know. It was all in the was, front nine. Specifically, number four played like three tenths of a shot harder, and it just it just every 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 hole just played just a little bit harder on that front nine. But which is is why you know I know he's had a a tough kind of six week stretch, but you get a ton of credit to Taylor Gooch. That's an unbelievable round in the afternoon. That's sixty eight birdie on seventeen, birdie on eighteen. That was come on, was a very you know, strong round of golf. You know, big head's not worried about the drama. <laughs> Um, JT's fit. Lot of conversation around JT's fit today. What's the uh, what, what what what's the take here? Uh, I thought Tron summed it up perfectly. I have no issues with the joggers, but those shoes with those pants are awful. I mean, I, I, I'm on the record for saying that like all black shoes, they just make like dudes look slow and they just look bad. Like you got to have a little bit. I, I just think what was the, the, the phrase that one NBA guy said? The, he's a cone. Like you yeah. just go right by him. You go, go right you by him. Right no, that's, that's what my, my buddy Brian would say. Like if they saw like a, a white dude on the team wearing all black shoes, blow by him, <laughs> blow by him. They would just, that, would, that pregame, they'd just be yelling that. That's like blow by this guy. Look, that's a bad outfit, period. Bad hoodie. Bad shoe jogger combo. I'm good with the joggers. I'm good with the joggers too. No issue with the joggers, but like you overall can't wear those shoes. Down. Overall, you can't wear the black down. with the ankle showing. That just doesn't look good. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna save anything camo for uh, for Cody and and uh, you know our, our men in uniform. I, I don't need I don't need any camo from anyone ever. That's that's you can take all that away. And this is not a uh, you're at the old course. Respect the traditions of the game. Take at all. It just didn't didn't look great. I thought uh, Thigala's hoodie was dope. Yes, was big, big I said the same look. thing. That solid. That yeah. thing looks so that comfy. Great. That that yeah. looked like it it fit the setting very very well. I thought the cat's fit was all time vintage cat. I thought we've talked about Rory's fit. Anybody else you guys would like to call out? Phil was looking oh, especially you know just dapper in a, in a t shirt uh, underneath his quarter zip. Uh, I was joking to Neil earlier. It just looks like a guy that saw a, like an infomercial for a tactical T-shirt, <laughs> tactical glasses. Just one of those like you can get hit by a fucking train if you wear this shirt. That, that kind of seems like the, the the season of life that that Phil's in right now. Uh, I was a big fan of of Phil just getting testy with some some of the journos after the fact uh, as as he was continually asked if he was sad about missing the 150th anniversary champions uh, dinner. Uh, I don't know what would possibly be, you know, self-reflective about being asked not to show up to that. I'm sure he has no feelings about that, but he says he's quote never been happier. Have sure fun, we gotta man. Got to take him at his word for that one. But um, yeah, I, I thought that was good. I, I really liked, uh, you know, not really a fashion thing, but just no offense to to my guy. I'm a big Ernie Els fan, but just the monster queef yellow ball <laughs> into the hotel. Was the was bots? Good, good stuff. No, it was it was great too. They had a, a a marshal up there, and he was given the safe sign. Like, but I guess <laughs> you know at least like, it, no, it, we don't have the, baseball. Don't, yeah, don't yeah. I don't. Yeah, they're like, no, nah, that's not safe. Tom but, Abbott came in clutch. There it was like, yeah, we don't do baseball signs over yeah. here. Like that's out. Uh, just I was thinking how hard it would be to decipher which one was Ernie's from all the yellow balls that are over there by the uh, yeah by the hotel. That had to be that had to be tough. Um, 
last thing I think I had kind of in my in my notebook, random stuff. Uh, Max, the the head high iron off number one, intentional or unintentional? Absolutely freaking not. Not even close. Yeah, I don't know. That was you. Don't think it was? No, he I made it. That, he he acted like it was, which that, was cool. That which exactly. I respect. I respect yeah. that a lot. Sold. It was like it was like he was framing a pitch. We'll have to we'll have to get an answer from him on that. I'd like to hear directly from the source if that was if that was caught clean or not. Uh, so I'll I don't know. Cody, we got uh, um, best thing you saw today. He's nodding. There we go. Yes. All right, Sal, you're up first. Best thing you saw today. You go first. I I, got, I, I, I haven't thought about it enough yet. I've been thinking a lot about um, what the old course reminds me of, and there was a game I played as a young lad, uh, a, a certain marble uh, maze labyrinth game, and. My father, I was visiting my in-laws over this, the weekend. This is incredible. My father-in-law loves this game as well. So I was like, oh, my God. So I was playing this game. He just got one as like a joke gift for somebody. For, for somebody who can't see the screen, describe what, what this game is. It's a box. What, what it is. It's a box with two knobs, and you basically try to get a marble through a labyrinth. And there's like 28 or there's like 30 holes, and it's like impossible. And it's endlessly both frustrating and... This is one and, of the greatest takes and, I've ever and, heard, and incredible. And you can you you and it reminds me so much of the old course because oh my god, you can you've seen this game since you were a kid, like just like you've seen this course for years and years. From above, you can be like, oh yeah, there's just bunkers everywhere. But then once you get into it, it's like you just can't seem to control the ball around these certain corners. And but then it's endlessly satisfying when you make it like when you solve the puzzle one part, only to then just get got later on by like. You know, you solve the shell bunker, but then you get got by the hell bunker. And so th- this is just like, in my mind, I was playing this game uh, a little too long last weekend. And I was just like, man, this is this is how I feel playing when I played the old course in April. So I, that's 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 my best thing I, I thought of, not really saw today. Best thing I saw today was this take, because this yeah. is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I'd like to salute Cheers. you for that. that Cheers. Is Did you guys the- play this game as a kid? I, oh, of course. I think played it's called game. like the... the the labyrinth game. I don't even know the name of it, but it's something that I had as a kid, and I it's probably still at my parents' house. But I saw it again for the first time in like fifteen years. I was like immediately like nobody bothered me. How'd you I'll find play. the image of this? Did you take a picture of this? I or? just searched like boxed labyrinth game, yeah. but like it didn't really give me like a name or a anybody that makes it. So I, I I might have to look up some history on this game. I think it's uh it's it's one of the uh, the, the cheapest thrills in our in our of our time. I cannot believe that this take is what what really made this sink in for me. But just looking at that picture, I'm like, man, hard hard to win over 72 holes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> dude. Hard to, hard to play at some point, <laughs> keeping that marble out of the hole is very difficult. No matter how focused you are, 72 like, but, times, and you have to second, be this game. You have to be so patient with that game. And second time so through, patient. you go a little faster though. You do. Like, I know how to do this yes, a little bit do. more. But yeah. then you also like, then you also start to be like, oh, well, I've already gotten to the, the, you know, hole number 14, you know, on the, on the labyrinth game. And so then you start rushing, you make mistakes early in the round. Like you can't rush the process. That I think we there, we should just get like a drone shot of, uh, of this game and be like, wow, incredible shot of the old course here. <laughs> I was gonna say we should make one for the shop that's shaped like the old course. That's a great oh idea. god, that's also like Patent that's an pending. epic idea. Nobody steal yeah. that idea. Patent pending, uh, Neil. That's unbelievable. The the I don't have anything that comes nearly as close. Just a very fun tweet I saw uh, late late in the day. Uh, I think it was from Anthony DeFelice. Uh, was basically just stuffing. 
the big guy in a body bag. I know we haven't talked about <laughs> Scheffler very much, but uh, you'll see here, I believe it's Scotty Scheffler giving a noogie slash headlock uh, to Randy. It says, uh, is vision covered in the company healthcare plan for eye tests? Uh, as Scotty Scheffler continues to pass the eye test for everybody except for the God, big guy. Uh, the the condor just circling Randy's corpse right now. <laughs> Randy did not pass the eye test tonight because I don't know if, uh, if he caught much of the golf today. But what time do you guys sure. wake up today? And what's your strategy for tomorrow? Uh, I had set the well, it's a tough week to lose an hour, as you guys know. So I'm already tough. kind of an hour behind the eight ball. So I, I tried to get up at 345, it's closer to about 430. Uh, but got up, made some coffee, and and you know, caught up on DVR. It was actually an awesome morning. It's great to uh throw the phone on the couch there. That that was uh very similar. That's that's a representation you can see on the screen of kind of how I felt this morning, recreating <laughs> my time on the uh COVID bench there on uh St. Andrews. But uh yeah, it's kind of fun. You you DVR the first, you know, two, three hours and and kind of key up to when Rory starts and put the phone away, not checking Twitter or any spoilers, just just uh, really soaking it in. It was great. I'll probably do the same thing tomorrow. And since we had two NBC guests on uh, tonight, I do want to give at least a shout out to NBC that it was not commercial abuse today. It was no, I no it, was it, was, great. it was a low bar to clear after the U.S. Open, but I just want to make it clear. I had Sky up on my computer and NBC up, and it was not egregious. It was more commercials on NBC, but it was not the egregiousness that I was expecting. Listen, flipping over to the cock. Yeah, the premium cock tough. plus commercials. But we plus knew the, that. The, the, the cock app died twice on us downstairs. Like, that's that's tough. I mean, get let's get our tech straight. That was in the models, though. I know, but it just I, that will never make sense to me that it's premium and, and you're going to hit me with ads? Like, fuck, man. We're the mark. I know, I know. What, what I outside of the commercial talk, what I will give NBC or the RNA or whoever it is that's behind this immense credit for was so many of the I don't know if they're crane shots or what they are, but there's so many like uh, <laughs> that's the open know, that's the, that give the open credit for that. But those there are yes, so many shots that rail you know, cams for, for 60 years of golf on TV has looked like. You know, it's the player behind down the line and you, maybe you can see the flag stick in the distance. And for a place like this, there's so many of these like little nippy flip wedges that even like I, I feel I forget which hole it was maybe JT. It was JT on one, I think. And with how close he drove it to the burn, because I think he took a three wood or whatever he plays like a hybrid kind of thing and drove it up there a little further. Like just being able to see the full perspective of how close he was to the hole, where the burn was, where the flag was, like it was just such better context. And they had so many good low camera angles to show how big the slopes were. It just I feel like I like got a feel for the golf course better than almost any golf course I've seen on TV before. So that seventeen, was great. that high cam behind seventeen yeah. T. I'm actually out on the eighteen T cam that's over zoomed. I can't see where any of the balls are going. Like yeah. it's a great shot. It great is. Shot. It's a great shot for like it. a film. Yeah. But yeah. it's not quite the, uh, the other thing is the cadence of they do they've done a, a good job of um, golf shot and then uh, hitting us with an aerial like not even yeah. an aerial of the golf shot but more of just like a sense of place of like okay now I know where I am on the golf course and what? I can see the humps and bumps that's good stuff what they did on seventeen of like a tracer from the tee and then a tracer of it landing on the other side I know I was, know, like, I was wondering cool. how they, how they pull that off that's, I mean that, that was, was cool. a that was that's pretty impressive. So also, there's no other course in the world where an, that ugly of a hotel would be celebrated for cutting <laughs> off the golf hole. I mean, that's just really it like it's an upgrade from what it used I know. To like. But like, man, it, it, that thing is a monstrosity, and they're like, oh, you know, it's the old course, though. Like it, you know, it's the, that's the only place that it would be uh, 
considered like classic and classy. So, um, yeah, JT also had a top off 18T, which we did. They didn't show, so we can't really talk about. But that, he almost hit the Spoken Bridge like with hybrid or whatever that was. Yikes. Can you imagine if you hit sweet. the Spoken Bridge and kick out of bounds? <laughs> oh. All right. Well, hey, good one tonight. Man, we got kind of thrown right into the cauldron with some some guests. That kind of heavy, heavy hitters. Heavy hitters kind of threw us back on our agenda. But I think we covered pretty much everything. Thursday is always easy, man. We're always ramping up and, uh, and ready to roll. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, both in the live stream or anyone watching on YouTube or anyone listening on the podcast feed. And if you're listening to the podcast feed, go check out the video. It adds a little color to it as well. So, And the double downloads definitely don't hurt. Cheers. Thank oh, you. <laughs> oh, cheers. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back uh, the rest of the week tomorrow around the same time. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's... Better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most.